The Nick Holt Podcast. Listening to the Nicole podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Audible. You can also find this podcast on nickholt.substack.com. Joining me in just a moment is George Christensen, who is an Australian member of Parliament, publisher, and podcaster. George's podcast, Conservative One, has rocketed up the iTunes charts recently, where it's currently sitting at number seven on the Australian news charts. George has been a vocal critic of the COVID madness that's gripped this country in the world for the past two years going on three, much to the annoyance of not only the Labor Party, but also his own party, the Liberal National Party. George will be retiring from that party and parliament this year after an extraordinarily successful tenure up in Mackay. He'll be joining me on the phone from Mackay in just a second. The Nick Holt Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show, George. Thanks very much for having me, Nick. Must be an interesting time right now, closing out this chapter of your life. I imagine there's a few emotions going through the head. Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, when I stop to think about it, there certainly, uh, certainly are. But it's a matter of stopping to think about it these days because um, it seems like, uh, you know, I would have thought um, uh, on my retirement that I would have uh, sort of faded out. Uh, but it seems like there's been much more to do over the last year since I announced my retirement than there has been before in my career. Um, and of course, principally, I'm talking about my um, big pet peeve, and that's all of these pandemic restrictions. Uh, to me, they're an affront against uh, true liberal democracy. They're an affront uh, against uh, freedom and liberty. And uh, Matt, I've made it uh, my mission to fight tooth and nail right to the bitter end uh, against them because um, what more can I do? If I, if I didn't do that, uh, I wouldn't be able to look at myself in the mirror, quite frankly. I want to get to the recent interviews you did with Dr. Robert Malone and Peter McCulloch uh, in just a second, but I think it's appropriate to take a moment to reflect on some of your achievements as a Member of Parliament. Uh, for someone that's been called a dangerous conspiracy theorist by the lamestream media, you did a pretty good job at getting elected over and over and over again. Yeah, but, uh, you know, my political career actually uh, as in, in elected office started uh, back in 2004, believe it or not, when I was elected to Mackay City Council, re-elected to the, you know, super council that, uh, uh, that Peter Beatty instituted. I think it was Peter Beatty that instituted them. Uh, so we had... Uh, Mackay Regional Council, and then uh, I was elected to federal parliament in 2010. Um, and, you know, it was pretty uh, pretty tenuous. It was a Labor seat uh, before I was elected, um, and everyone sort of thought it would fall to Labor again because, um, uh, you know, it's just the, the way things were at that particular point in time. But instead, I was elected uh, on a tight margin of just over 3%. 
uh, got re-elected with a five and a half percent swing. I come back a bit thanks to uh, one uh, former Prime Minister by the name of Malcolm Turnbull and uh, then when they all wrote me off at the last election, uh, I was elected with, I think, what it was the second or third highest swing to a sitting MP in the country. So uh, I must have been doing something right all that time. About 12%, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was about, it was a bit under 12% actually on two party preferred terms. So uh, uh, no small feat. I, I uh, didn't expect that. And, um, you know, there's not too many uh, MPs that can say they've been uh, re-elected or elected with a with a 10% plus swing towards them. So uh, that was... Uh, uh, you know, politically, uh, a bit of an achievement, but um, mate, uh, you know, I'm from that school. It doesn't matter whether you, uh, you know, win by fifty thousand votes or you win by one vote. Uh, you win and you win and you win. That's part of the uh, the game of politics. But the reality of it is is dealing with the issues and getting things done. Look, another sad reality is that you and maybe a handful of voices have really spent the last two years as pariahs, or at least alone in your voting preferences to oppose these uh, horrendous vaccine and medical mandates that the government has rushed through. Uh, Do you see this as a betrayal of the values of the Liberal National Party? Look, I'm going to leave it for other people. It's a bit of a cop-out. I'm going to leave it for other people to uh, commentate on whether they think it's a betrayal of values. I will just say that uh, my values are firmly in, in, in the space of liberty and freedom. Um, uh, not at all costs, of course, uh, but at, at most costs. And the question really is, should we have sacrificed uh, our liberties and freedoms for a virus that has a 0.27% infection fatality rate. And I think that when most people hear that fact, and it is a fact that's not from the George Christensen School of Epidemiology, that number, that's from uh, Dr. John Ioannidis, or Ioannidis um, who, was, who had a paper that come up with that infection fatality rate uh, after he surveyed, I think, about 50 or 51 countries. And that information was published in nonetheless than the World Health Organization bulletin. So the question is, should we have blown up our economy? Should we have blown up our freedoms with all these lockdowns and curfews and mask mandates and uh, now vaccine mandates, uh, all for the sake of uh, 0.27% of people who get this virus dying from it And when you look at the data again, there is one common factor that 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 affects the vast majority of people who die of COVID nineteen. Now, any death is terrible, um, but we need to accept the fact that uh, death and taxes are a fact of life. Uh, And um, you know, you you can't stop either of them. You really can't. Uh, uh, You can try and stave it off, but you can't stop either. And the people who have died, the majority of people that died in Australia have had one common factor. They live in aged care homes. Not all of them, but the vast majority. And uh, it tells you something. This is a sickness that affects old people, just like it's a sickness that affects old people when it comes to influenza, and it's an ailment that uh, affects old people when it comes to pneumonia. Um, So I, I just simply look back at it all and shake my head, maybe for the first month, maybe two, you could be forgiven for being spooked because we didn't know what the hell was coming. But after that, everything that we have done has just been on a level of insanity that I never would have expected. 
Uh, and now I'm not being partisan here and attacking my own side. Right across the board, we saw Labor governments, uh, Liberal national governments uh, doing this uh, all over the place. And I just think that uh, no one actually stopped to take a breath, um, calm the populace down um, and point a clear way forward, uh, which was certainly not the way we ended up going. Um, and in fact, there were political opportunists there that stoked the flames of fear and uh, the major stoking of the flames of fear was done by the mainstream media or the uh, fake news media as I like to call them. You know, that, that they, uh, they really have scared the pants off a great deal of our population over a virus that actually uh, only was, was marginally, marginally deadly. 0.27% of people who contracted COVID-19 died of it on average. Um, and, uh, you know, Nick, there's some people when you tell them that figure, they actually don't believe you until you actually go and show them the, the paper. And uh, they sort of react angrily to you like you're a, a disinformation spreader. And then when they actually see with their own eyes you're telling the truth, they sort of have this internal um, struggle against everything that's been put into them. And then they get angry in general at, uh, at society. Well, why the hell is the media saying all of this? Why the hell are the politicians carrying on like this is the Black Plague? Um, sadly, you know, I can't reach every single person in the country to try and uh, change their view on this, um, but uh, I'm trying to do as much as I can, particularly with that podcast you talked about, Conservative One, Pandemic Unmasked, which, um, you know, is still sitting, thankfully, in the top 10 news podcasts in the country right now.